Hey everyone, excited for part two of product launches with Mary Sheehan today. Mary has launched almost 300 products over the course of her career. It's wild, I know. I really learned so much from her during this episode. She's so insightful. It's a great lesson. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Crayon. If you aren't familiar with Crayon, Crayon is this awesome tool for PMMs. Crayon analyzes key trends and makes acting on insights easy. This means dynamically updated battle cards, alerts, dashboards, and much more. Crayon is a great tool for marketers looking to maintain differentiated messaging, improve sales win rates, catch important updates from competitors, and much more. Check them out at crayon.co. As always, there are lots of hot PMM jobs on the sharebird.com job portal, including one right now from Airtable. Have you used Airtable? It is so cool. It's this no-code software that allows you to build almost any sort of system. They're looking for a PMM to build out their self-service business go-to-market. Really, really cool opportunity. Check that one out at sharebird.com job dash portal. Instead of the whole normal intro, I'm just gonna jump right back into where I left off with Mary. All right, let's go. So sometimes the product team will come to me with sort of like this unorganized mess of features that I'm sort of, you know, trying to make sense of. When it comes to a big launch, like what do you launch? Like, can you pull these things together? Do you pick one? Like, how do you think about all of the things that a product team might bring to you and sorting through them for a big launch? Yeah, definitely. So I think what you're talking about, the way I would think about it is, um, a bundled launch in, in some respects. So if it's potentially disparate features that don't tell a story altogether, what I'll sometimes do is try to look at the features overall and see if there's any kind of higher level themes that it rolls up to uh, and, and really go from there. So one example of that is um, something that I did for Social Chorus uh, about a couple of years ago. And we had a, a bit of a backlog of things that we hadn't really announced to customers. Um, so our major persona was this communicator, this person that communicates internally to everyone at their organization. And we made a lot of features that actually made their lives easier, made what they were working on day in and out more trackable. And it really made it where they could up-level the importance of their skills and their job to the rest of the company. So. With those three kind of themes in mind, I took all of the different features that launched um, in a given period. So I think there were something like 12. It was kind of a, an unruly bunch of features that you otherwise didn't really connect. I made a story out of it using those pillars and I ended up branding it as Innovation Lab. So what was great about Innovation Lab is that it showed the progress that our engineers and our product team had really made to a specific goal that they had you know, set out to really achieve that year. And it really packaged it in a nice way. So we were able to talk about how all of these different components rolled up to these higher level pillars. And it was something that we were constantly innovating on. So it really tied everything up with a nice bow, even though the features themselves weren't really related. You know, they're all kind of from different teams. And what was really great about it is it really inspired everyone at the company. I ended up doing something called surfside sessions. So instead of fireside chats, we had an offsite back when we could do offsites with the Eng team in San Diego. And so I had this really fun series called surfside chat sessions where I interviewed some of the top engineers who normally didn't get a lot of 
limelight, you know, during the company, all hands and things like that. And they got to talk about the importance of each of those features. And it was such a huge hit. It really um, got people to understand all of the interesting and extreme work that had gone into each of these different features. And internally, it was such a big boon, I think, for everyone to connect a little bit closer together. And then externally, when we launched this, because our market at the time for workforce communications was pretty nascent, it actually got a lot of press. So I think we had something like five or six press articles come out about it. And it ended up winning best product launch of the year at Amplitude. So it just kind of goes to show if you're thoughtful about the story and you can connect the dots between different things, that is really where a product marketer can shine. It's about the narrative and about how it can really help your customer. It doesn't necessarily have to always have the product itself as the hero. So that was a really fun launch to be able to pull together um, all of these disparate parts. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the more a product marketer can do that, the, your value really increases and you really start to, you know, I think show some very unique value as someone who's, you know, a marketer who can maybe use this narrative that's out in the market or kind of, you know, craft one yourself to pull together all these disparate features. Like that is extreme value there. Your, your program is also a very sneaky way to get a bunch of engineers on your side if you ever need something done in product there. So I don't know if that helped you too. Oh, totally. They loved it and they'd never cared about a product launch before. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was sending them the press releases that we were, had going out on all the press <laughs> and they were so fired up. And, and that, the launch actually happened when we were at that offsite too. So I got to kind cool. of hobnob with all of them. And tell them nice. about it. So it was, yeah, it was a, it was a one-two punch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. A week in San Diego will do a lot for uh, anybody. Um, <laughs> so this is, a, this is a question right from your Sharebird AMA that I really liked because I see this happen a lot. How do you get creative in your product launch and not feel too templatized? Product launches can get super complicated and you do want to have like repeatable menu or something, but then things start to get templatized, right? So like, how do you break out of that? How do you break out of the mold and really get creative with your launches and, and not fall into this template trap? Yeah, totally. I think that the template really serves as a way to get organized and a way to create creativity within restraints. So I'm the kind of person that if I am given a carte blanche to do whatever I want to do, I'll have trouble coming up with ideas. But if it's within parameters and you know, a solid product launch plan really helps you do that. It helps you think about who your customer is, what the positioning is, what your overall kind of goals and uh, therefore game plan are going to be having that actually listed out in a really definable organized way then helps you free up that creative energy to be able to do something kind of out of the box. So once you have that plan and you've thought about some of the basics, one thing I like to do is just really have a good old fashioned brainstorm. So, you know, now in, in uh, the age of COVID, you can do that virtually, of course, but really thinking about how to bring this to life in a way that will be meaningful for your customer and also your internal teams as well. So I like to anchor things around a moment. And sometimes those moments can be external events that you're having, industry events or hosted by your own company. You can make your own types of events, but you can really start to think about how can you reach this customer in a different way. So one example of this, I wish I could take credit for this idea, but I can't. Um, you, you'll, you'll probably like this a lot though, Marcus, um, being that you're in Boston, is that 
Um, we recently had a launch at Adobe where we were talking about these playbooks for the customer experience management team. And it was a playbook to really help customers understand how they were ready to, to really engage with this idea of moving forward in kind of a digital transformation. And during the presentation, our CEO is presenting it, and all of a sudden, on this digital screen, out pops the master of all playbooks, Tom Brady, to share his experience with playbooks, their importance, and how this can really play into our customers' hands. So it was obviously, I'm sure, quite a big budget to have Tom Brady, and I'm not saying you could do that, but I just thought it was so clever that they kind of made that connection and it really went back to thinking, all right, who is our audience? We're talking about something that could potentially per be perceived as dry. And then we brought it with a you know, very charismatic sports star that um, really knows playbooks. And it really tied together nicely. So we really created something kind of out of nothing during this digital event. And it went over really well. So even if you don't have that budget, I think that just creative naming. So I just talked about those surf site sessions and innovation labs. Those can get people really fired up. I think that there's also just opportunities to have your customers speak on your behalf and have them really brainstorm and be part of the process. What would they like to see? What is new? But having that game plan and having a brainstorm session can really start. And once you feel really organized with everything with the product launch plan, you can start to have those more fun moments to really start to activate it. And and the understanding not everything has to be launched in exactly the same way. I love that. I think it's smart to sort of connect the dots from what it is that you're trying to do, but also get outside of, you know, the, 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 the typical things that people, you know, maybe someone's looking for an influencer, like a spokesperson or something, but the jump to Tom Brady would like, it feels, you know, out of left field, but he's like the connection to playbooks there and like having a game plan. Oh, okay. It makes a lot of sense now. So I love that. That's really interesting. I think I love brainstorms too. I think there's some people who don't like brainstorms. I don't know why. I think brainstorms are great. I think they're, you know, maybe sometimes they're not that productive, but I think in general, it's just a good way to get outside of your skin a little bit and think more freely. And then you made another good point. Marketing should be fun. I think, you know, people do want to be entertained. And I do think people want to see things that are in interesting and different, right? And like, sometimes as product marketers, we think a lot about like, you know, the product and value and all these businessy things, but really, I think it's a good way to, to spark some creativity as like, what is what is fun or interesting to you that you might be able to apply to the campaign? Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways you could take it to. I mean, there's studies that you could pair. Um, so we've done a lot of research this year on COVID and its effects on consumers and you know really purchase behavior. So that's enabled us to have more of a narrative to be able to talk about um, different things that we have in market and how they're related. You can have customers speak on your behalf. You can tie different initiatives and launches to the holidays. I once, a colleague on my team at Google did a really fun campaign around Valentine's Day for one of our business units. And, it, and the product had nothing to do with Valentine's Day at all, but they sent really cute you know, sweethearts and Valentine's Day cards to all of our customers. So there's a lot of different ways you can tie it and having that initial brainstorm, thinking through timing, what else is happening in the world and in the industry can really help to have those creative juices. So yeah, don't be afraid of the brainstorm there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so... Uh, a big product launch is obviously very cross-functional. You've got products and marketing and sales, very likely leadership, 
probably a number of other teams, you know, do you have any like tips and tricks for securing alignment between all of those teams and trying to build momentum when you're going into a launch? Yeah, definitely. So I think it makes sense to think about things in terms of that racy model. So responsible, accountable, consultative, and informed. Um, So if you haven't heard that, check it out. Your racy model helps you really get organized. And with that, you really take a moment to think about your core team. Who is your A team? Who is the squad that you want to be working with that will really get this to the next level? And then think about it as spheres outside of that in different ways to influence to get everyone on board. So what I like to do is have that core team meet really regularly about once a week at least, have a Slack group together, have the organized ways that you are kind of communicating, whether a shared folder, a shared spreadsheet, um, you know, making sure that you're connecting the dots on all of your meeting notes, agenda items, action items, things like that to have some organization and rigor around the team's goals and desires. So getting that core team really in in lockstep and making sure that you're project managing that really well will go really far. And then for alignment outside of the, the core team, I like to put a deck together and really share all of the different ways that we're trying to reach the goals that we've set up as a business through this particular launch. I find that having a visual stump deck really helps people to understand where you're going, who you're targeting, why this is important, and so on. And I've done this for pretty much every major launch that I've ever run, and I tailor that deck depending on the audience. If I'm sharing it with the VP, he'll get one view or she'll get one view depending on the you know specific metrics that I think that they care about. If I'm sharing it at a town hall or all hands to the entire company, I'll really bring it back down to the basics and share the things that I think they'll care about, which is usually around who they're reaching, how we're doing it, what's the fun moment, and what are the the dates that they need to know about, and how how can we help, and how can they get on board. So having those kinds of connection points where you're thinking about internally who is your audience and how am I trying to share what I'm working on is really important. And then you know, back to that go-to-market plan, it's really important that, that is buttoned up. I spend every Friday afternoon really just, you know, updating my to-do list, updating all of the go-to-market plans that I'm working on because you want to have that one single source of truth. And I th- think that really helps to get everybody aligned. And then as far as kind of building that alignment just in general with teams, um, you know, especially with the product teams, I have a few recommendations that I'd like to share. And one is you know, connecting teams organically. Back when we could sit in the office, I used to recommend to my team members that they actually sit with the product team or their end teams about half of the time because they'll pick up on things. They'll get to join their standups. They'll be able to just understand um, some development things that product or end might not think about communicating to product marketing. So how do you organically create those moments in a way that's non-intrusive to either team and not really a burden. And I think the, the most virtual way to do that now is joining virtual standups and making sure that the product marketers are part of that Slack team. So just making sure that there's an organic connection point where information isn't getting lost. Creating shared goals is another area where you can get alignment. You know, if product marketing is on the hook for website visits and product management is on the hook for their you know, actual adoption goals, you're probably going to have a mismatch in the way that you are going to get things that you care about at the end of the day. So I really think that sharing goals is really, really important to the process and making sure that 
you both and everyone on that core team is really accountable to the goals at the end of the day. I'd also say that a big part of alignment comes with sharing customer feedback. So I'm on a really fun market validation project right now at Adobe and we have a Slack channel, you know, we're connecting organically, we have the weekly meeting and one of the most fun parts about it is we're running interviews right now and we're all so excited to share the interview feedback that immediately after each interview, we hop on the phone together or we share in Slack, you know, a quick recap and everyone is kind of commenting on it and we're learning and kind of growing through each interview that we have and figuring out how to tailor it for the next one. So making sure that you share that feedback, I think is really critical, especially at really early stages of the launch. And then finally, I think that, you know, we're moving so fast and especially virtually, it's kind of hard to pause and say, hey, we did a good job. Let's celebrate those wins and really take a moment to say, great job, everyone. You know, we did it. Have a virtual happy hour, you know, ha treat yourself to uh, some Grubhub gift certificates and have a team lunch or something like that. So I think that uh, even small things like a virtual high five, uh, Google that if you haven't already, but they can go a really long way. And making sure that you celebrate the wins together as a team, that does a lot to build alignment and just camaraderie. And at the end of the day, we're spending so much time together and so much time working. It's awesome to have an environment where you feel really celebrated and that you can connect with your teammates in a great way. So I really am a fan of the celebration at the end of it all. <laughs> great tips. I think to quickly recap that, I think it's like you've, you know, have your team, have your racy model. We call it the Darcy model, but we also use it. It's a great tool have that deck that you can roadshow with tailor it to the different audiences too i think that's really good advice and you touched on a few things that should be in that deck i also agree with you that you know just sitting with the team having your team just in proximity you can't do it now can mean so much especially mm -hmm. yeah if you're sitting with you know more of it like if it's more of a technical product or something like that just like just being around folks and like understanding what they're thinking about you can really pick up so much and start to like, you know, I call it like the mind meld, right? You know, I just think you're getting on the same page with your team around these, you know, topics that are a little complicated. Shared goals. I love that feedback. I think there's, you know, one of the, I've started working on a new product relatively recently. And one of the first things I did is just start a really big Slack channel with my, you know, the PMs who are working on this product line and the product managers who are working on this product line. And I try to make it a point to to bring up sort of marketing conversations in that room pretty often just because it kind of keeps this dialogue going that you're just not having because we don't sit next to each other, you know? So I like your examples there and then celebrate. That's totally great advice, right? Like it's hard. It's it, this stuff should be fun, especially when you come, when you hit a big milestone. So um, I love all those things. Just wanted to kind of recap them quickly. Okay. So You've, done, you've kind of done all this. I think we've covered a ton. Uh, is there one thing in particular that people always get wrong or that you always see that people have to learn the hard way with product launches that you can jump them forward a little bit that you've seen in your own career? Yeah, probably a couple of things come to mind. One is don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> there are templates. Your company has probably gone through this before. There are tons of things in, in content um, online now. So don't feel like you have to reinvent every piece of this. Reach out, use frameworks. You know, there's uh, yeah. different frames of thought. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on a great track that, you know, you're, you're exploring and talking to other product marketers and, and looking at other resources, but it doesn't have to be a totally fresh start. And then the other thing would be, 
don't wait until something is a red flag to raise the alarm to either your core team or your manager. There are always things that go wrong with launches, you know, whether it's the product isn't ready on time, which is a big concern, or the you know, assets aren't ready, which, which happens less frequently, or someone in uh, the APAC region isn't well informed enough. So if you're starting to see that any of these things are becoming issues, raise the yellow flag. Don't wait till it's a full-blown um, red flag situation before you tell anyone. I see a lot of people being afraid to um, say that they might have messed up or missed a part of the process. And that's okay. You know, it's, especially as you're getting the first few launches under your belt, there is just a lot to manage and a lot to think through. I think a lot of people are just afraid to, to raise their hand. And if you spot something happening that seems a little bit off filter earlier, uh, you can probably get it addressed in a, in a better way. So don't be afraid to raise your hand and say that. Yeah, I love that. I think um, nobody should be afraid to raise their hand and ask for help, especially right now. But I think that you're right. Like people don't sometimes. And it's like, I don't think the expectation should be for anybody that they're going to like, you know, one, one man or woman show to like run a product launch by yourself, right? That's wild. It's especially how complicated they get. So um, that is really, really good advice. Mary, you're working on something pretty cool. I would love it if you could tell everybody a little bit about the product launch book that you're working on. I'm pretty excited for it. And I think by the time this episode airs, actually, we will be very, very close or at its release potentially. But yeah, can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on with your book? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for bringing that up. So it's been a labor of love over the last couple of years. I've been writing a book based on product launches. So a lot of the content that I talked about today and a lot of the templates that I've referenced are actually included in this book and really highlight getting to know your customer, some ways that you can get to do that in really tactical terms, some ways that you should go about your go-to-market plan, all the different aspects and content you should be thinking about, why some are more important than others, what the budget is for each of those, low, medium, high, things like that. I go really deep actually on the question we just talked about, about aligning your internal team. So there's a lot to unpack there and getting the timing right. And then also how do you set goals for all of this. So all of these different pieces are things that I've seen come up again and again in launches that I've run and also managing various teams. So I really just started it as kind of a fun project a couple of years ago, and now I'm ready to bring it out to the world. So <laughs> hope you guys like it. If you want to, if you want to take a look, I'll, I'll be promoting it on, on LinkedIn, I'm sure. So would love to have the support and would love to hear how, how you think it, it is and what could be improved for the next one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I will know because um, I follow you and you have tons of insights around product launches. When it does come out, let, let me know and we'll make sure to give our listeners a heads up about where they can find it. But I am very excited for that. I think I, we definitely need, there's doesn't seem like there's really good resources around product launches right now. And to your point, like of not recreating the wheel, you know, I used to do that more often earlier in my career just because it didn't feel like there was resources for product marketers, but now there is so much good stuff. So I think that, you know, jumping forward with resources like this is just, is just smart. So super excited. Is there any, like where, what's the best way for people to connect with you online? Is it through LinkedIn or is there anywhere that uh, you prefer that 
people connect with you? Yeah, LinkedIn is great. I'm on there a lot. Would love to connect. I'm happy to, to follow up with anyone that has specific questions based on this. I really love talking about product marketing and meeting new and upcoming product marketers and talking to folks that have been doing it a while. I've, I'm just so pumped about the career trajectory that product marketers have now. So I think we should stick together. So yeah, would love to have more connections made and uh, to follow up with anyone that would like to continue the conversation. Awesome, Mary. Um, that is great. And thank you so much for coming on today and dropping some product launch knowledge on us. Really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Mary. It's been a blast.